let's go. Welcome back to Scary Cats, a podcast dedicated to the best restaurant in the world, the Universal Monsters Cafe. It's me, Chris, and I'm so glad to live in a world where I can walk the halls of horror and reach out to the abyss surrounded by monsters. Since 1991, this masterpiece luncheonette has delighted us with the memorabilia and Tom Sabini sculpted bust, director's chairs and props, and even full-size representations of our favorite monster, the Gill Man. Nothing could ever go... Three billion human lives ended on May 13, 2022. The survivors of the nuclear fire called the war Judgment Day. They lived only to face a new nightmare, the war against the Minions. The man who controlled the Minions, Gru, sent two of them back through time. Their mission? To destroy the best restaurant at Universal, my son. The first Minion was programmed to strike at my baby in the year 2015 before it was reborn, it failed. The second was set to strike at the production central area of Universal when it was in a phase of changes. This time they prevailed. The Universal Monsters Cafe has fallen. We are in the dark ages now. No HHN info and no monsters to protect us. To give you the full history on this perfect restaurant, I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. (laughs) The Studio Star Commissary opened with the park and from what I can find online, closed the next year to make space for our beloved Monsters Cafe. This is where I'm a little lost because it would have been 31 years since the opening of this restaurant when every article says over 20 years. Even Universal themselves worded it in that way. Only one article I found claims that the cafe opened in 1998. I should ask one of our great historians such as Alicia Stella of Orlando Park Stop or Jim Hill of The Disney Dish. Either way, the restaurant has existed for my entire 22 years of visiting Universal, and those monsters hanging over the bone-chillin' beverage stand are and always will be the icons of the park. From fear to excitement, every child looking up at them would have a wide-eyed curiosity that made them hold their gaze. A buffet with movie props to a quick-service restaurant with a recently revamped menu, these monsters were our only permanent classic monster representation in the parks until Epic Universe opens in 2025. With a short-lived Frankie walk-around character and seasonal Horror Nights houses based on them, the love and recent spotlight on our monsters gives Universal a chance to introduce new, younger theme park fans to a group that saved the studio. The restaurant started with monster memorabilia and also kept some movie props and unrelated knickknacks that the studio star's commissary packed the walls with. There were TV sets showing movie trailers for our frightful films, but they also kept playing Universal movie trailers and advertisement for park events. It was disjointed for years, but a closure in 2015 allowed them to revamp the place. Revamp. Vamp. The place came alive. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! On October 24, 2017, with the TV set switching over to flat screens that only played trailers and clips from the classic monsters. Tom Savini designed busts of Emotep, Dracula, Enrique the Phantom, and the Gill Man. 
I am not sure if the Frankenstein bus is also a Savini production. Banners wrapped around the pillars in the center of the cafe showing off their famous monsters. Basil Gogo's illustrations were reproduced to showcase the monsters who watched over the seating areas themed to them and bus were painted in a style in a beautiful tribute to the man and the monsters. The park continued to refresh the place with new paint and lights and at the end of its life was a haven for HHN fans getting a meal near their favorite characters, getting some rest, or getting a themed snack during the event. Let's take a quick tour around this place. Walk into the cafe past an electric chair and posters for the mummy and the invisible man. The wolfman is the first full-size mannequin you meet on your left, surrounded by frame stills from the movie. On your right is the green giant who drowns us with his love, also showcasing iconic visuals from the movie. Walk forward to reach the foyer and see a lightning show reminiscent of the birth of Frankenstein's monster, and continuing our tour, We'll head to the left to the crypt dining room. On our left is our mad pal Griffin, wrapped in bandages and donning his fake nose and circular goggles. A couple steps past him is posters for the Phantom of the Opera and the Chandelier. A quick turn to the right has a bust of Imhotep and some walls containing food-themed hieroglyphs and other Egyptian-themed props and the fez and ring from the original Mummy series. Look up and see the Mummy's director chair wrapped in bandages, a sign stating, Field Expedition Season 1921, British Museum, hangs above the restrooms where a portrait of the Bride of Frankenstein welcomes you. Leave the restrooms and take a right into the mansion dining room where you're greeted by faux stairs straight ahead and a portrait of Dracula across from them. A wrought iron sign for the Seward Sanitarium is to his right, and under that is a bust of the Batman himself, Count Dracula. The walls are also filled with posters and set photos from the series and the end of his section is barked with windows with iron bars that have been broken. We see there is a Dracula director's chair that hangs upside down. Going over to the other side is the bride and monster section. A director's chair for the monster hangs above the bust of the bride, complete with the shackles. And on its left is a portrait of the monster who spends his day staring at a portrait of the bride, along with his bust and the key to the laboratory. Laboratory equipment surrounds this area and there are two benches at the end of the section that are black with wavy white stripes reminiscent of the bride. This corner holds a dynamic desk prop full of buzzing lights and flasks with strange colorful liquids. We make our way past the center of the cafe to reach the swamp dining room and there he is, the man of your dreams, Gilman. The coke freestyle machines are to the left and just past them is the director's chair for the creature. A still from the movie of the creature leaning over Julie Adams resides next to the Gilman's bust and some Olympic swimming medals. He won gold at the 1976 Summer Games in Montreal for his impeccable synchronized swimming, 800 meter freestyle relay, and the butterfly. Portholes on the walls of the Rita are shining into the futuristic area we will explore later. On the other side of the swamp dining is the criminally small Wolfman section with posters and stills from the series and a fur matted director's chair for Mr. Talbot in his hairier state. A bust of the wolfman is at the entrance to the section and on the end of it there is a sprawling painting of the man behind the potted plant. The vibes are small and spooky. Heading into the space dining we are greeted by a Metalunian from this island earth. Humans and observation tubes are in suspended animation next to them. A bust of the monitor of Metaluna is in between two small white aliens. 
Various space-age guns are across from the captured humans, and two more busts of different aliens loom over the tables. The ending to the space dining room is under spider control. A nod to the giant spiders in the Universal movie, Tarantula. Under them are a couple more alien heads and a spaceship who obviously doesn't know how to park. And the windows are covered with galaxy swirls. Thanks for taking a little tour around the best restaurant to ever happen. I will never forget the memories I made in this place, and I hope you don't either. Keep the love alive for something classic and timeless. Thanks for listening to the short history on the best restaurant to ever crawl, limp, walk with its arms reached out to you, swim, and run on its four limbs into the Universal Parks. Thanks for tuning into this episode. You can find me on Twitter at HorrorNightsCat or on Instagram as P-I-K-I period J-P-G. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, you can check out Ghostly Swoosh by Katie, The Witching Half Hour by Talia and Emma, or See You At, a pop culture podcast by Cece.